Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to help support the ministry financially, you can give online or through our mobile giving app. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Help me welcome our internet family, would you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, this has been good already. Amen. Hey, I wanted to um, acknowledge a little bit of royalty in the house. Judy Foster, our missionary to Haiti, is, is here. Stand up, Judy. Y'all give Judy love tonight. She's just one of the bravest ladies I know because she just takes God at her word, at his word. Her takes him. At, okay. And then Ron White, um, Ron is a resident here, but he goes constantly on trips. He's an optician. And he goes and fits people for glasses in, in lands where they, there's no way they could get them. I've been on one trip with him. I'm planning on going on another one. He's, been, he's just been everywhere all the time. And so Ron and Dolly, and, and uh, Ron's here just about every week unless he's in some foreign land. So would you give Ron a big God bless tonight? And Dolly. And then Ron was recently in Uruguay. And uh, a pastor uh, there that he connected with and uh, that pastor and his wife and son are here. And would you stand? We wanted to honor you tonight and just, just welcome you from Uruguay. So God bless you. Awesome. Some go and some send. Amen. So, well, are you ready to get into the word tonight? You know what? Before we get into the word, could I leverage your faith just a little bit more? We have a, uh, just a super dear friend of ours. Um, years ago, about the time our son Lee was born, actually we were on staff at a church in, uh, in uh, North Carolina when Lee was born. And uh, the pastor and his wife have, have been wonderful friends of ours. Uh, they've treated us better than, than probably anybody along the way. Just were so good to us. Um, but her name is Trig. That's not her real name. But when she was little... Her and her brother would play Roy Rogers and Trigger, and so she was Trigger, and it stuck her whole life. And uh, she is, um, they live up in the panhandle now of Florida, and uh, she is dealing with some health issues and actually is in ICU. And so um, we always refer to him as Pastor, Pastor David Scruggs. He reached out to us, and I wanted to know if we could pray for Trig tonight in service. And, and some of y'all continue to pray for Trig. It's easy to remember. Okay, Trig, okay? So could we pray for her real quick? Father, we pray tonight for Trig Scruggs. We lift her up to you. And we just ask that her, her body would just receive the healing and, and, and fight off. That she'd be strong enough to fight off these things and encroaching upon her very well-being. I pray that you give the doctors and nurses wisdom and anointing. We just declare that just as no weapon formed against her will prosper, we declare that every weapon and tool formed for her will prosper. And Lord, I just thank you that you quicken her. Give, give Pastor Scruggs just grace and peace and just surround that family. And um, Lord, we will continue to just lift her up, keep her before you. And we thank you for your healing touch, your help, your grace, your peace right now to her in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 
All right, well, let's um, dive into the word tonight. We um, spent some time last week starting this out on something called joyful. Everybody say joyful. And I'm very intentional about this to be joyful. And I see many places in scripture that, and Jesus has been very careful to let us know that he is interested in our joy and that we would have not only have joy, but joy would be full. I want you to know that as a believer, as a believer, joy is always available. Joy is always present in us. I think there are times where joy is full, and I think there's times where people who should be more joyful are sad sack tail draggers. It's in the Bible. Look it up. Not right now. Look it up later. No, but, but I just don't think that we, with all that God has done for us, should be sad sacks. Or tail draggers, or, or constantly worried and you know down. I think we are totally facing the wrong way when when that happens. And so we spent a little bit of time last week. I have much to cover tonight, so I won't go back on last week. But of course, this is all available to you online and and uh, numerous different ways. Um, while you're online, let me encourage you also to go back and and make sure you're well versed in vision. Uh, we've been sharing the last couple of weeks about. Uh, some new vision that the Lord is unfolding for us. And we want to make sure that, that you're seeing that and praying for that and getting that in your hearts. Amen? All right. Well, let's go tonight to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I'm going to warn you, we've got a lot of scripture tonight. And uh, this verse, we're going to read from the Amplified Bible. And I, I just love this. We're going to be very deliberate about this. It says, be happy in your faith and rejoice and be, be glad-hearted continually, always. Could we read it together? Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. Now, the pushback on that is, yeah, but. Yeah, but, pastor, if you only knew, or this is going on, or whatever. And see, you're confusing things. Joy is not a circumstantial thing, okay? This is not a circumstantial thing. This is a kingdom element. This is something that is part and parcel of the salvation package for us. And so we must learn, because of the power of joy, and what joy does for us, and how it strengthens us, we must make sure that that we steward it well, um, because it is in us. Amen. So, um, we're to be happy in our faith. Be happy in your faith. Let me go ahead and, and, and say this. I believe that joy is the emotion of faith. Joy is the emotion of faith. So, it emotes. It expresses that faith is present within us. Look with me in Romans chapter 15. Verse 13, I, I had an idea earlier, we're not really going to do it, but you know, if you've ever been to like a big sporting event, like big basketball game, football game, and sometimes they do, do the, the camera on the crowd, you know, and show you, I, I was thinking maybe it'd be cool during service to do like the joy cam <laughs> and the not joy cam, you know, okay, so beware because we just might do it and you'll be up there. I'm teasing. I wouldn't do it to you, but I thought about it. (laughs) Romans 15, verse 13 in the New Living Translation. Paul says, I pray that God, 
the source of hope. You were looking for it? There he is. Will, watch this, will fill you, say that's me, will fill you completely with joy. Now let me just ask you, we won't read the rest of it yet, but how many of you are like, yeah, I'm in? It's like, I don't know where else this bus stops, but I know it's going there. I want on, okay? So I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy. Here's the bonus. And peace. Watch this. Because you trust in him. Because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so... This is, notice this, he'll fill you completely. You you can be full of joy. You can be joyful because you trust in him. So joy being the emotion of faith, it is also, I believe, a gauge. It's a gauge. It's it's a way that we could read. It's a way that we could test. Now, Now, hold tight to this. It's a way that we could read and test in ourself if I'm really trusting God. See, because you could have a situation, I watch it all the time, I've lived through these things as well, where you've got a situation and you worry about it. Mm-hmm. And when you worry about it, how many of you know your joy is not full? Well, let me tell the rest of y'all. When you worry about it, your joy is not full. And so, and your peace is not full. There are other situations where you know, I am trusting God on this. And you know you're settled in. I'm, I'm trusting God. People, what are you going to do? I'm trusting God. I don't have to know what to do yet. He knows. He's God. Amen. My arsenal of what to do is so limited. So we refer to somebody greater. Yes. Amen. Yes. And so I trust him. And I'm telling you that when you land your trust, this is how you can know it's landed. I have landed my trust in God. I have placed my trust in God. Joy will be there. And, and it's not a happy situation. It's a challenge. It's a need. It's a pain. Whatever it would be. But you have this inward joy and peace because you trust in him. Because you trust in him. Amen. I love it. So the question would be, uh, well, let me just ask this. How many of you have a situation? Some of y'all just... Don't get out at all. (laughs) I'll ask you, how many of you, come on, or you've had one, or you reckon you might before life is over have another, okay? All right. Well, this is the thing you have to ask yourself, and I get it. Listen, I'm not minimizing anything. I'm trying to magnify how great God is, and if we just put our trust in him. I got this need, I got that problem, I got misunderstood here. Somebody said that. What am I going to do about this? This got messed up. I totally got overlooked. For, and we, we have all of these things going on. And where are you at in that? Do you have peace? Do you have joy? Or is it eating you up? Do you have worry? Do you have fear? Do you have doubt? And the, the meter, the gauge so that I can tell, the evidence of trust, the evidence of faith is there will be peace. There will be joy, joy in me. Can we read that verse again? Romans 15. Go back to it, please. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy 
and peace because you trust in him. Amen. Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter writes, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe. Is that anybody here tonight? You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious what? Joy. Why? Because we believe in him. And there's even greater blessing because we haven't seen him yet. But because we believe, you are filled. So watch this. This is believing again. This is how you can tell. I truly believe in him. I truly trust him with all of life's situations because there's peace in me, because there is joy in me. And I believe this, that trust and believing activates joy. So you know what you need to do? Well, you're going to tell me stop worrying, stop fretting. Yeah. But if I tell you that, but I don't tell you what to go to, then you'll just land up back in fretting and worry. This is what you have to do. You're going to have to, I like this phrase, you're going to have to take your situations and wrestle them to the ground, put them in a headlock, and get in front of your holy God and, and, and even say this, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. You're the God of hope. You're the source of all hope for me. I'm coming to you because I'm not wired to handle this because I'm burning up. Worry, fear, anger, doubt. When instead, he promises that he would give us some joy and some peace. You getting this? All right. So, if that's going to be the case, then you must, follow this, you must feed and fuel your faith. You must feed and fuel your faith. I recommend a, a, a subscription to People Magazine. I'm, you, know, you do know I'm joking, right? There's, there's the main way. Here's the main way right here, God's Word. God's Word. Great, you always tell us that. And I'm always going to. Listen, there's, there's only God's Word can do this. Only God's Word can do this. There are no shortcuts. There are no substitutes. It's God's Word. Can I tell you one thing that the enemy will really fight you on? Getting into God's Word. He will fight you on that because he knows what will happen. You know, because the joy of the Lord is is our strength. And, and part of the way that my joy is full is because I'm feeding and fueling the trust part of me, the faith that I have in God. I'm feeding that, and you feed that through God's word. If you're going to be joyful, and there's no, there's no other way to do this. If you're going to be joyful, you must have healthy, robust faith. It has to be fed. It must be fed. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And again, no shortcuts. Only God's word can do this. Now, we just quoted this a bit ago in Nehemiah chapter 8. And we get this quote, and it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And let's go ahead and say it together. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But that's not just joy just floating out there. The context of that is they gathered the people together. And they got the priests and the leaders, and they read to them from God's word. 
And then they gave them, this is the way it's worded in the New King James, they read to them and then they gave them the sense of the meaning. And then the people understood. And then we go to Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 12. And it says, and all the people went their way to eat and drink, because they told them to go do that now, to send portions and to rejoice greatly because what? Because they understood the words that were declared to them. So joy does not come from, I got a Bible. Joy does not come from, I got a smartphone and it's got a Bible app. You know, that you've got the tools, but that's like saying just because you have golf clubs that you're a golfer because you might not be. Right? Okay. So I have to understand this. I have to understand God's word, and that's what helps us to rejoice. They rejoiced, and the context of the joy of the Lord is our strength. They rejoiced greatly because they understood the word. Now, in, in uh, Matthew's account of the parable of the sower, I don't like to call it the parable of the sower because I don't, I, the sower is just a constant in there. The variable that, that gets compared is the soils. So there were four different kinds of soils. And it talked about uh, that the sower went out and a farmer, uh, he's going to plant and he plants seed. And it talks about how he scattered seed in four different types of soil and the results of that. And one, he scattered seed and it went by the wayside. And, and so the birds came down and ate the seed. And so nothing's going to come of that except birds are fed. So then when Jesus is giving the understanding and, and, and explaining the parable to them, he, he says that those who received the word, this is Matthew 13, 18. He said when they received the word, those who received the word, get this, and did not understand it. They did not understand it. It says Satan comes and snatches the word. So that is one reason we teach here. We teach here. Church is not just about getting excited and sweaty. You know, it's about coming and understanding God's word. Why? So that when you leave, you can rejoice greatly. And this is the thing. What you don't understand, the enemy will take from you. What you don't understand can be taken from you. That's why, that's why religion is not enough. We have to have a vibrant relationship with God and feed and fuel our faith through God's word. Not just by having the word, not just by reading it. I'm going to read through the Bible in a year if it kills me. I'd rather you don't even do that if that's your approach. I'd rather you just, you know, get, get a verse a day and get some understanding out of part of it. You know, and I hope you would do more than that. But here's the thing. What you don't understand can be taken away from you. Did you ever have a weird uncle, or maybe it was you, so forgive me for saying weird, but <laughs> when you're a little kid, they come and go, I got your nose. And what does a little kid do? No, no, you know, and you don't understand. And now you're all upset and you think your nose is gone. Am I the only one this happened to? 
And so it's holiday time. Uncle so-and-so's coming. No! You know? But when you get this part, though, the other part is, when you understand something, it cannot be taken away from you. I'm sorry if this is a tired illustration, but algebra. I went to the class, had the book. Sat on the front row. Not by choice. And so information was given. And sometimes I would get a glimmer of understanding. I think I have it. And the teacher said, all right, we'll see you tomorrow for the test. And it just vanished. It vanished. It went away. You know, because I did not understand it. All right, let's go back further in school. Two plus two is four. I did that without notes. Yeah. Now, here's my point. Because I understand that, nobody can tell me anything different. I don't care how new your math is. Okay? Tommy had two apples. Susie had two apples. They put them on the table. How many apples are they? And I saw it. And I counted them. And it was four. And because I understand that, you can't confuse me on it. Are you hearing me? And so the same is true of God's word. And people are like, I don't, I don't know if God's good or not. Well, you better get that one clear. I don't know if he hears prayer or not. You know, and, and, and you know, sometimes you pray a prayer and you didn't get the answer you wanted or you didn't get an answer and we want to blame God. You know, it's like, Maybe your TV's not plugged in. That's why you don't have a picture. <laughs> Instead of going to go buy another TV and blame, blame the TV. It might be you. You know, the batteries might be gone in your remote. But see, we always, we're too quick to, to blame God for some things. But this is what we must do. We must understand. And when we have understanding, there's much I could say on that. When we have understanding, it can't be taken away from you. It can't be taken away from you. I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. I sinned, I was born into sin. Jesus Christ came, the Son of God, put on flesh, came to earth, lived a perfect life, taught the, most, the greatest teaching ever uttered on the planet, went to the cross for my sins, for your sins, paid the su- supreme sacrifice. Yes. Three days later, was raised from the dead by the power of God, ascended to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of, of the Father. He sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said he would never leave me, never forsake me. He's with me wherever I go. One day, I'll die. I'll either die or I'll fly. Either way, I know which way I'm going. Okay? And I could go on and on and on. And those things, I'm sorry, I... That's in me. I understand those things. And you know what they bring to me? Joy and peace. Guess who will be on the throne of God in heaven on November 9th? That's the day after the election. Guess who will be on the throne then? God. 
God. And we're all, we're all. God. You know what that gives me? Joy. And peace. Amen. But if I fuel, if I fuel my inner man just with TV and talk radio and blogs and everybody's everything, all their posts, you know what? I'm going to be a mess. But I'm not going to be a mess because I'm not doing that. Look with me in Psalm 119. This is taking way longer. Y'all are listening too good. David said, Psalm 119, verse 162, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. Have you ever found something just awesome? We have a junk drawer in our kitchen. How many of y'all have one of those? Okay. That's good. I feel better. We got a junk drawer in our kitchen. And my grandson, Gavin, discovered it like within the last six months or so. So just about every time he's over there. And it's right like, you know, eye level for him. He pulls that thing out. And he'll find some, Peepaw, can I have this? And he has found treasure. And you know what happens on his face? It just comes up. It's joy. It's joy. Um, In Psalm 119, verse 72, it says, um, your word is better than thousands of gold and silver coins. What if you, what if you, I'm just making something up. What if you went in your garage and noticed a box that you hadn't noticed before and you opened it up and it had thousands of gold and silver coins? Retire. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. You tithe though, right? Okay, 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 good. Um. Wouldn't you be happy? Wouldn't that be better than opening the mailbox and there's six bills in there, you know? So it'd be better. You get the point. I rejoice that your word is one who finds great treasure. Look with me in Jeremiah 15. Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I ate them. I took them in. And your word was to me the what? The joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. That comes from God's word. And then this was in this morning's proverb. If you're reading the Proverbs, and I challenge you to do so, Proverbs 12, verse 25, anxiety in the heart causes depression. Anxiety in the heart, and and I can tell you how to get anxiety. I'm trying to tell you how to get some joy. But anxiety in the heart causes depression. It weighs it and presses it down in the Hebrew language. But a good word makes it what? glad and only God's word is going to be able to do that. Amen. So if our joy is going to be full, if we're going to have joy, we're going to have to fuel and feed our faith on God's word and nothing else can work like God's word for us. Amen. Amen. All right. Real quick. I wanted to take much more time, obviously, um, but let's look real quick in Romans chapter 12. I want to give you another one. Romans 12 verse five. So in Christ, we, everybody say that's us. Though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. To help you understand that, how many of you have a body? How many of your body has lots of parts? And they all, they're all, this is my body. All of it goes together. They work together to do, to do things. 
Now, look with me in verse 15 in the Amplified Bible. Talking about the body, that metaphor of the body. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy. And weep with those who weep, sharing others' grief. Here's another way to get your joy full, okay? This is a great, quick way to do this. Share others' joy. Share others' joy. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, if one part, going back to the analogy of the body again, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it, you know? When I, when I crushed my arm, broke my back, I'm telling you, it hurt everywhere. My toes were fine, but they hurt. It's just like my hair hurt. It's just like everything hurt. And, and the, if one part suffers, every part suffers. And when you're in the body, when one of us suffers, everybody, we feel that. It shouldn't be like, stinks to be you. Glad it's not me. What's wrong with them? Must not have any faith. Don't you dare act that way in the body of Christ. But if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part does what? Rejoices with it. So if something good happens for somebody, rejoice. They get a new job, a new wig, whatever it would be. I mean, rejoice with them. You should cheer one another on. It shouldn't be. Well, I wonder how they got that. Rejoice. Rejoice for others. Share others' joys. Look at this real quick. Luke chapter 1. Elizabeth, she's going to have a baby. Do you remember what her baby's name was? John the Baptist. Now, they didn't call him that initially. It was just Johnny. Okay. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Look at 58. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. They shared her joy. Quickly, in 3 John, verse 2 through 4, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. We should feel that for everybody, even as your soul is getting along well. Verse 3. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness. It gave me great joy when others came and told me that testified of your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. Verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And so we rejoice when others are walking in the truth. Rejoice when you see God's goodness to other people. Rejoice when you see people growing. Rejoice when you see people making spiritual progress. Rejoice when you see people becoming more and more happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. You should rejoice in that. You should cheer them on. You should share together in groups and in the cafe and during the week and whatever and just share. And and Paul talked about, I'm writing to you now, but I can't wait till we get face to face to talk because then my joy will be full. And there's something about the family of God that when we can share together, you know, and if something's going on in Haiti and it's a challenge, then I, then I, I should feel that. And then when there's great victories, I should rejoice in that. And when supernatural provision comes and a group is moved to help and do things, we, we should just rejoice in that. Are you with me? Get rid of pettiness. Pettiness. 
Get rid of judging others. I think you cancel the potential of some blessings coming your way when you judge other people who get that blessing. I wonder how they got a new car. <laughs> well, good luck when you get yours. And, and a new car is not a measure of anything, okay? But, but we should share one another's joy. And then lastly, I just got to throw this one in, Isaiah 35, and we'll wrap with this. And the ransomed or the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion. Zion means fortification. It means God's people. It literally means church. Everybody say church. They come to Zion with singing. We did some of that tonight. With everlasting joy on their heads. Watch this. They shall obtain joy and gladness. And watch this swap. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. What a swap. This, is, this, this totally is saying church days affect the rest of your days. And I'm telling you, this is a charging place. This is a reset place. This is a place to help your joy. This is to help you live joyful. This is a place that you can come and share others' joy. This is a place you can come and get understanding in the word. This is a place just by being there that you can obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing will flee away. This is called a sanctuary. That we're, this is a peaceful place. This is a safe place. Did you know we come in here and we pray and this place is set apart for God and for his purposes and the things that are harassing you and depressing you and tempting you and distracting you, they can't come in here. Heaviness can't come in here. So now some of you are saying, can I just stay? That's what heaven's for. All right. Amen. Listen, we are not to be sad folks. St. Augustine said, He said that a believer should be at alleluia from head to toe. Realize that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have joy. Get focused on this right. Make sure you fuel and feed your faith in the right way. Make sure you get around with other believers. If you're hanging around with a bunch of negative people all the time, they will drain your joy right out of you. Amen. Thank God for caller ID, huh? Did y'all get anything at all out of this tonight? Thank you for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.